Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 55, Mask of the Phantasm, with Fred Stressing. Hi, chums. It's movie time. Yeah, it is. We're, we're pretty excited to be, uh, to be into the feature-length stuff. I know some people are like, well, wait, this, this movie happened between seasons one and two. Hey, shut up. We're doing it. <laughs> yes, we're doing it definitely it did. Well yes. spotted. And uh, Fred, you gave me a list of things you wanted to uh, you potentially cover, and yes. you're like, "Well, I could." I, you were so tentative. You're like, "Well, I could do the movie. I don't want to. I, I don't can know. I do the movie. I don't know. Like, yes, of course you can do the movie. Well, that means we don't have to summarize the movie. Yeah, that was yeah. Nice. I didn't realize how that was going to go. <laughs> yeah, this is my this is my two page version of a four page thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I think I was just like, I haven't seen anyone do the movies. I mean, you haven't done any of the movies, but I haven't seen. Anyone jump right. at that? And I'm like, can you do that? Is, is that allowed here? <laughs> that the only thing the only thing I prefer that we do without guests is the first episode of any mm-hmm. new series. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we need to break in the series on our own, and then we can start, you know, bringing our friends in. Yeah. But other than that. Absolutely. So, so, you know, excited in a couple of weeks to do the, uh, the, the Superman thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know. Yes. Friends are welcome anytime. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, we don't have to, we don't have to, sum- I mean, over on the Patreon, mm-hmm. we are summarizing feature-length things, you know, once a month. And so. it's very, uh, oh God, what do I have to fucking talk about now? Okay. Uh, and then another tedious fight sequence happens, <sighs> and then another tedious mm. fight sequence. <laughs> and then a bunch oh, yeah. of art that doesn't look as good as the comic, and then another tedious fight scene. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say this one did not have that problem. No. No, it didn't. I think everything's pretty like, well paced here. Yeah, but like it's weird because this production team did feature-length movies with no real major issues way before they started messing it up. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. they figured out the formula twenty years before they started doing it for real. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't know what the I problem do. is. I don't know either. But. I mean, I I I've got my own personal theory, which is just it's lacking a good you know head of story, really. This is just a theory, mm. and I don't want to slam anyone working on these things because they're all doing. No, of course. Not. And some of them are great. Some of them I mm-hmm. really love, but yeah. you know, it, I, I think not having a Deanie or you know Dwayne McDuffie uh, mm-hmm. in charge of story is a big hindrance for some of these. Oh yeah. And then yeah, that makes sense. And then sometimes just adapting, like oh, we're gonna do Hush. I'm like, guys, you, have you reread Hush? Yeah, Hush is bad actually. <laughs> like, I don't know, guys. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to do hush, aren't we? Yeah, we're gonna have to do hush. It's gonna suck. I bet it's a two-parter too. People, please, oh. please uh, donate more to our Patreon. Get all of the vision that is hush into oh, two hours <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it turned out that it was hush at the end. Oh, oh didn't see that. I thought it was Harvey Dent and his wife. No, <laughs> Harvey Dent has a wife. He used to for a while. Oh, all right. Two wow. face and one wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, not all a, right. Not a great name, Gilda. <laughs> Gilda. That's her name. <laughs> wait, wait. Is is Two Face? Um. Uh, uh. Fuck. What's his name? The guy who played Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder. Oh, Gene Wilder. Yeah, I would watch Ooh. that. Hmm. Who about whom I can no longer say uh, may he rest in peace because now he's actually dead and spreading that rumor doesn't make any sense. May he live forever. Willy yes, Wonka did go. have like half the shit in his office gone, didn't he? Oh my god, he did. Well, that's a good point. Huh. And he yelled at people, like Two-Face does. <laughs> and sometimes, but then sometimes he was very nice to mm-hmm. them. And oh sometimes he was mean to them without them knowing, which uh-huh. was the best times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. I have absolutely no way to get us back to this, so sure. I will make one of my very clumsy segues. <laughs> Let's talk about Mask of the Phantasm. All right. Uh, Fred, please tell us mm-hmm. what happens. Oh, boy. So it's come to this. A Batman theatrical release. (laughs) It's Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. After a rousing rendition of the Batman theme with a full choir, seriously, this is great. Batman is back in all his season one styles. Tonight, he's decided to take the night off from stopping those two bank robbers and interrupt some local counterfeiters at the Shady Lady Casino. It's identical, down to Ben Franklin's stubble, brags boss Chucky Saul. 
Before they realize some counterfeiter made a mistake in their estimation of Benjamin Franklin's facial stubbery, Batman is there, and he starts kicking. Chucky Saul escapes when he is confronted by, oh hey, Batman's back. Wait, no. Batman usually doesn't float around on smoke or wear a Casey Jones hockey mask. This must be the eponymous phantasm I've heard so much about lately. Chucky Saul dies, and Batman is framed for it. The next day, Arthur Reeves, Gotham City Councilman and low-rent Walter Peck, holds a conference to stop this Batman guy from crossing the line. Because if there's one thing that can stop Batman, it's press conferences. <laughs> we cut to a flashback. Young Bruce Wayne meet-cutes a lady named Andrea Beaumont in a cemetery, talking to her mother's tombstone. She and Bruce hit it off immediately, and bond over their dead parents. But relationships? No time. Bruce is a man on a mission. A mission to dress up in dark clothes and a ski mask, and fight a bunch of criminals moving what seem to be empty crates. It goes okay, but they don't fear him, he whines. Soon after, Andrea swings by Wayne Manor. It is revealed Bruce is serious about jiu-jitsu, and don't joke about jiu-jitsu, and also, jiu-jitsu is the best. Surprisingly, Andrea doesn't leave, and as they playfully tussle in the grass, we return to... Present day. We are left to wonder about Andrea. Where she is, who she is with, what she's thinking of, is she thinking of Bruce, <laughs> and if she'll ever return someday. Which, it turns out she will. She's on a plane, headed back to Gotham. Bruce finds out she's back in town and naturally starts to spy on her dinner date with binoculars. Classy Bruce. Real classy. Later, he bumps into Andrea again at the cemetery, where she realizes he's Batman. Honestly, Batman visits the grave of his parents in full Bat-suit a lot, so it's kind of shocking this is the first time this has happened. <laughs> Soon, another mobster is killed by the mysterious Phantasm. But according to the press, it's Batman done it. Sal Tessio, I mean Sal Valestra, an aging mobster in Gotham, sees the paper and becomes alarmed. Batman picking off his old crew? It's more likely than you think. Flashback again. Bruce and Andrea are young and in love and going to Gotham's World's Fair. Ah, the sights and sounds of the Art Deco future. The date goes well, and, um, Andrea decides it's time to meet Dad. Bruce is excited until he finds out Andrea's dad has ties to the Gotham mob, namely a young Sal Valestra, well, young for Abe Vigoda, and his hired <laughs> goons. Bruce is unsettled and leaves with Andrea. Thankfully, a gang of motorcycle hooligans show up to get his mind off of things. Bruce jumps into action and does pretty well for himself for a minute. But the fear still isn't there, even with his polo shirt and my father is a lawyer energy. Criminals are, after all, a cowardly and litigious lot. He is hit in the stomach with a bat, according to the DCAU wiki, this is foreshadowing, and the biker <laughs> drives off. Realizing he needs to choose between his oath of vengeance and Andrea, Bruce becomes conflicted. But he chooses Andrea. That was easy. Bruce proposes, and they go to tell her dad. But unfortunately, he is still hanging out, hanging out, hanging out with his crime family, having themselves a party. <laughs> this is a nice father, says Sal. Be a shame if anything happened to him. They decide to leave Gotham, and Andrea breaks up with Bruce via text. Text written onto paper, but still. <laughs> Ouch. That tears it, thinks Bruce. I'm going to dress like a bat, start punching, and basically never stop. <laughs> Back to present day. Sal Valestra asks Joker to help stop Batman, which is a bit like using kerosene to put out a fire. Joker agrees and promptly kills Sal, and then finds out it's not Batman murdering the mob, but the Phantasm. And also him, apparently. <laughs> After this, Batman gets injured running from the cops and is stitched up at Wayne Manor by Andrea and Alfred. Bruce tells Andrea he thinks her dad is the Phantasm. Then they both get real close, and it is strongly implied they have sex. Damn, PG Bat movie. <laughs> but before their love can be fully rekindled, it's revealed that Joker used to be one of Sal's hired goons and is next on the Phantasm's kill list. The Phantasm shows up at his World of the Future hideout, where it turns out the Phantasm is not Andrea's dad at all. It's Andrea herself! Batman shows up, they all fight for a bit, Andrea grabs the Joker as the world of the future explodes around them, get it? And promptly disappears in a puff of logic. <laughs> Back at the Batcave, Bruce is sad. Why do my girlfriends always leave me or die, he thinks. But good news. He spots a locket in the Batcave Andrea left for him. She's alive, and on board the Titanic, it looks like? She too is sad. Then Bruce gets dressed up as Batman and swings around Gotham. He is no longer sad. Credits roll, the music plays... The Batman theatrical experience is over. Please throw out all trash in the receptacle by the door and tell your friends about our clean restrooms. <laughs> well, since you mentioned the credits rolling, this is this is something I ask you guys to be extra aware of. Oh my what god. Do you think of that, what do you think of that song that they chose after after both of you pointing out in your in your notes and Fred even in your summary here that the uh, score in this was exquisite. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's and then great. And then then how would you describe the the song that we hear? 
over the credits. This is what would be listed in the credits as sexy love ballad from Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. It's like someone oh, just going to town on a saxophone. It's, it's so, so bad. It's so strange. It's so bad. It doesn't come together at all. And it, like, it's just no. And so if you weird. if you heard it if you heard it on like an R and B station in, in oh, the yeah. late eighties, early nineties, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But in this context, after after that, it's just like, what is happening? It's like, is WB trying to push a hit single, which is a thing that they do mm-hmm. to this day? I mean, I you know, this maybe? is def- <laughs> this is definitely the kids love Batman as a movie. Kids <laughs> yeah, love a well, good jazz single. I guess so. No, it's definitely a sexy R&B like ballad. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like an Aaron Neville kind of like early boys to men, you know, hey, some, uh, some kind of that. Thanks thing. for watching our Batman movie. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it it could be Kiss from a Rose. I don't know because I don't really know that song. Sure. Now, but, uh, now I just want to I just want to get not. something straight though. I when okay. I watch the TV show, I just skip the credits. Is this not what plays over the regular credits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, we have to watch every time to see who's in, who was in the, did the voice acting. Oh. So we always get to enjoy this music. Okay, no, see, yeah. that's that's why I subject myself to that DC wiki because they have the voice credits, so I don't have to listen to that. Oh my god! Mm. What I'm used to hearing is coming up next on Kids WB. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> uh, Kids WB. So yeah, there was. So uh... I did watch through the credits though, and there's one bizarre detail I caught. That I, I had to yeah. double check because I was like, this is insane. Um, apparently, uh-huh. one of the synthesists in this was Hans Zimmer. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Who, who would later go on to score the actual like Christopher Nolan Batman yeah. movies, right? And like two years later, The Lion King. Oh. oh or one that year I was later. not aware of. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, you know, yeah, don't, yeah. Let's, we'll fact check it later. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I, I thought Elton John did that. <laughs> he didn't score it. Oh, okay. I have no idea. He wrote the music where they score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I have um I have one other note about your uh your summary here, mm. which is uh I, I did not remember the scene where Andrea went on a dinner date with binoculars. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> I'm just picturing a like a naked gun style giant pair of binoculars in the in the seat opposite <laughs> her at a at a romantic restaurant. <laughs> there was originally a lot more of Arthur Reeves in my summary until I was like, mm-hmm. I need to cut this down. <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy. That guy was. You correctly point out just like the the bureaucrat, the Walter oh, yeah. type. That, mm-hmm. you know, we've had this guy before. But, we had this guy in the in the series finale actually. Oh the yeah, he was working with the uh, the judge. Yeah, but he does have. I mean, the, all right, the judge and Phantasm. That's yeah. gonna be. They're so close. I, yeah, I can no, understand I, why you thought they were like why you thought it was a Phantasm episode after seeing this. Yeah, because in in the episode prior, in the podcast episode prior to that, mm. I teased, well, the Phantasm's coming back in, in the next episode, yeah. and I was wrong. <laughs> That's why I remembered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I get um, it. He's got that vibe. This has got a way worse costume. Yeah, well, yeah. all right. That's going to lead me to my complaint about this. Or not my bad okay. thing, but one of my complaints is, mm. okay, I, I don't love the Phantasm's costume. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's, I, it's one of those weird things where it's hard to explain. Like, I like... I like the idea of the costume, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. just, it just, I think what it is, is we're living in the fake past of the Batman universe. Everyone mm-hmm. looks so iconic and streamlined and, and like of that time. And Phantasm looks like they're from the late eighties. Like yeah. Phantasm's wearing the Casey Jones hockey mask. They got like a spike arm. They got like the, <clears throat> the ratty hood. And I'm just like, this doesn't look like Batman to me. And I don't know. And I think it's just I, like I think that this design would have worked better for me after the redesigns. Mm, Do you know what I mean? I can, like, see I can definitely that. see that. I, I yeah. can see that. I I don't think it hit me that same way. I mean, you obviously mm. you know you it's, you do visual this, stuff for a living. You is, look at this. This stuff is a minor thing, and this comes from me watching the movie over and over and over, like from my youth, yeah. mm. and now being like, oh, this is this design is very of its time, which just mm-hmm. it just feels out of step with the rest of the the design aesthetic in the movie. Yeah. I can see that. It's I don't not, know. A, it's it's not a super negative thing for me. I'm like, it's a cool design, but it, it feels like it'd be, it feels like it fit in better. And this sounds like a huge insult, and I don't mean it to no. be. That it feels like it fits in better with like the the Spider-Man animated series. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, you Ugh, know what I mean. That is it. That, that is I didn't an mean it Come to on. be. I <laughs> but just the, just the like, I'm like, oh, that show is in the '90s. It's stuck there. Yeah. It's rooted there. You know. Right. And this one is like, when is it? I don't know. Doesn't matter. 
that's that's a it's like a minor complaint. It's just a visual thing. I was like, oh, that's a, that's odd. But I enjoyed it. I I do have a question for you guys though. Mm-hmm. I, I did I miss the explanation for how the phant? First of all, the phantasm is never called the phantasm. I was I want to bring the, that up. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Without the title of the movie, we don't know who this character. It could be Angel of Death. Who yeah. knows? I am the phantasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but, like uh, that movie. How? Yeah, exactly. But uh, how did she go intangible? Yeah, I don't know. Was there I ever... was waiting for that explanation, too. And the thing is, I wouldn't... Like, I don't usually fixate on this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But at the very beginning, we clearly see someone point a gun directly at yeah. this character and shoot, and the bullets go right through. So there's something going on there. And who, uh, who knows? Yeah, that's, yeah. See, I was getting that, too, which was weird. And then mm-hmm. I was like, right, maybe it's something. But then immediately after... She gets hit by a car, mm-hmm. like immediately yeah. after. So I'm like, well, what are the rules here? <laughs> it feels like there's a device that can make her do that. And if she's not I think paying attention, she doesn't hold the yeah. button hit down. the switch at the right time. I think yeah, you're exactly. supposed to buy that it's like, in most of the instances, it's the smoke screen. And they're like, oh, they don't know exactly what they're shooting. I but there's the that... bullets. And there's yes. another time where Batman like goes in to sort of like do the bear hug, like to right. grab so she doesn't oh, run yeah. away. Yeah. And yeah. she's gone. And it's like... If you have something that can outwit Batman, I want to know how it works because mm-hmm. this character is supposed to be very smart and clever. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't just put that out there and and don't explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it didn't I, ruin I can... the movie for me or anything. No, well, no, it is it is one of those things. I'm like, I oh, was that's odd. What's the mm-hmm. deal exactly? Well, like, and they since they don't reveal her until the end, like, there's really no time for her to like. And this is how I invented the my my phantasm armor. It's called the phantasm, by the way. So if, if we had gotten a close up of her mm-hmm. hitting a button on her belt, that mm-hmm. would have been good enough yeah. for me. I yep. don't need to know how it works. I just need to know that there's a device involved, and she's not literally a ghost. <laughs> the science <laughs> of the phantasm by me, Andrea Beaumont. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, no, and I love. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, on the name Phantasm, though, I, it was mm-hmm. only this time through that I'm like, oh, it is actually named after the Phantasm movie. Because it's got, like, the, the silver hook hand, like that silver ball with the hooks on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, I think that's Maybe. what that is. Yeah, I could, could see be. that. Are you telling me it's... Bruce Tim never watched Phantasm? I mean, if he didn't, he's missing out. It's a great <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> see, when I watched that as a kid, I was disappointed that the ball with the spike on it was only in it for, like, you know, five minutes or something. But what a five yeah. minutes, Al. What a five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, see, you learn more when you watch Phantasm 2, and even mm-hmm. more when you watch Phantasm 3. Yeah, build, okay. the movies build on each other. <laughs> of course. You don't know about the Phantasm cinematic universe? <laughs> I, no. No, I've been I'm blissfully unaware till this point, so thanks. No. For, it, uh... it crosses over with Children of the Corn a lot. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got that reaping tool right there. Why, don't, yeah. why wouldn't you just like exactly. uh, harvest corn with it? Get out there and reap with it. I do like the fake out of the phantasm's voice being it's it's Stacy Keach who mm-hmm. does the 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 boom, you know, and and uh, you know the the great like saying the mob names. Oh, I yeah. love it. The, the squid, you know. We, we, we were yeah. talking about this before the episode, but I would listen to him just read a list of mob guy names for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Phantasm's list of toys he wishes he had when he were a child. <laughs> AT-AT, it, Imperial Walker. It's AT-AT, damn it. It's not AT-AT. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Types of um, dog. But I like I like that uh, he also did Andrea's father's voice. So mm-hmm. like we think mm-hmm. it's obviously him. It's the same guy doing the voice. And then it's her. She's got one of those devices that turns her voice into her father's voice, yep. which is unsettling. It's like in Star Trek where Wesley made that talking Captain Picard box mm-hmm. to keep him company and tell uh-huh. him he's good. Yeah, that's ex- that's literally what happened. You I, can you can make jokes and and make them ups, but that's literally what happened. Uh-huh. I, I I like yeah. that this is kind of a little murder mystery too. You know, like yeah, yeah. like it kind of works. Well, you got to have Batman doing some detective mm-hmm. work. I mean, some. He looks at broken glass and goes, "Chemicals." That's, uh-huh. that's enough, honestly. I'll put the, I'll throw these in a little bin in my computer and it'll tell me what type of chemicals. Uh-huh. As we With all, a nice little red label on. <laughs> As we also established before the show, detective movies can be kind of dull sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
I just convoluted, but I do like, you know, like I've pointed this out many times. I enjoyed the Christopher Nolan movies, but Christian Bale, Batman, not a detective. Pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. He's got a team of people around him to help him, and mm-hmm. that's how he works. But uh, I like if if you're going to say Batman's a detective, if you're going to have Rachel Ghoul calling him detective all the detective. time, you need to show him yeah. being a detective. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's jump into some good things. Fred, right. what do you got? Uh, let me see. I need to scroll up. So in the meantime, mm-hmm. talk amongst yourselves. No. Um, Should we sing a scroll button song? Oh, you could scroll, sing a scroll button scroll, song. The scroll. Uh, so my good thing is it's this is basically some of Batman the animated series at its finest in terms of like visuals and like the music. And this is while the animation isn't quite feature length quality like other big studios, it's still a notch above what it was doing at the time on the show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's also like great the emotional weight of him being batman is like in full force in here and i think it's just it, the stakes and I, this is weird because the stakes are actually very low but they feel higher than a 22 mm. episode or 22 minute episode can really give you is it's like the stakes are andrea i guess the joker and mm-hmm. i'm still like yeah, i'm really into this it's not like oh the city's gonna blow up it's like well, the world of tomorrow is going to blow up, but mm-hmm. but but who cares? That's not even a plot point. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's just the character drama really works for me in this one. And I'm just kind of like impressed by how all the pieces in this really click together for me. Well, yeah. I and I love I that. love that, like, the plot is mob guys are getting killed. Like, yeah. who gives a shit, you know? Well, Good. there is the added <laughs> there is the added element of Batman's getting blamed for it. And right. the cops yeah. are after him. Right. But I mean, like the basic thing is, there's a serial killer targeting uh, mob right. mob guys. Right. I really, I uh, go ahead. Uh, I really like that moment when uh, Reeves and like the other cops are like, "Batman's uh, a man." I think we're going for the same thing he's, here. Yeah. He's bad, and then Gordon's like, "No, no, he's great." And Batman's just like listening outside. Like uh, I, I am just great. I just <laughs> I just love him out there, and I'm like, how often does he do this? How often is he just like time. on his free time? <laughs> I love Harvey Bullock. Like mm. pulling his pulling his uh his, his collar up over his face, yep. like oh, leave me out of this. <laughs> yes. Like yeah, I hate Batman, but you don't got to put me on TV saying mm-hmm. that. Come on. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, there's that there's that press conference he has, and I'm like, why did you invite Gordon? Mm-hmm. You, you know what he's Gordon going to say. Get behind. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I'm sure. sure yeah. I'm as sure that Batman is innocent as I'm sure that my head looks like soft serve ice cream. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Well, it does well. He's right about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but your good thing sort of tied into all the character-driven stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh... So, um, I love the entire sequence where um, Bruce gets down on his knees to beg the ghosts mm. of his parents to yes. please, Gosh, please yes. not make him be Batman. Yeah. It's amazing. Like actual, like tears in my eyes watching it, and just this guy, just like. I know that, like, I made this vow when I was eight that I was going to kill crime, but, like, I might be happy now, and but there's a girl. I'd like Come to on. be, <laughs> please. It's so good. The thing is, on paper, that should not work. No. Because, yeah. like, g- grown man cries at painting is mm-hmm. not engaging, but it's animated very well. The voice acting is goddamn incredible. Uh-huh. It is. And it's just, it is. You're absolutely right. It's heartbreaking. Uh, and I love that he's out. Like, like he's yeah. planning to give up everything to marry to marry this woman. Oh, yeah. And she mm-hmm. fucking walks out on, like, I forgot that she walks out on him. Like, it wasn't him picking to be Batman over, yeah. over her, you know? Yeah. Yep. Which is what you normally see. No, and he was willing to do it a second time until she turned out to be a murderer. Yeah. That's a big one for Batman. He's not a fan of murderers. <laughs> Usually not. Mm. Usually. Still hangs yeah. out with that Jason Todd guy. Oh, God. Don't. This is not the place for that. <laughs> how, how many 900 numbers do I have to call? <laughs> at God least, at least three more. Okay. Can I kill Bucky while I'm at it? <laughs> Bucky! <laughs> uh, my good thing... Uh, I, I mean, you guys are absolutely right. I love all that character mm-hmm. stuff. Like, don't don't get me wrong. But, but the thing that I chose was more of a visual thing, which is all that World's Fair, City of the Future stuff. Yep. Like, I'm always mm-hmm. a sucker for retro future. We've had a lot of that in this series. And Gotham City of the Future is clearly just Metropolis. Mm-hmm. We will see 
those yeah. exact buildings in a couple of weeks on this very show. And, and it's great to get a before and after. It's great to see one of those big old abandoned parks or whatever yeah. that a villain uses as a hideout before it was run down. It's it's such a cool effect to see, oh, this is what it used to look like, yeah. and now the Joker's squatting here, and it's disgusting. I do it's like such... the Joker rebuilt those robots to put on a little show and then mm-hmm. shoot them all immediately. Yep. I, and And he's apparently having sex with one of them? Yep. Yeah, that is happening, isn't it? Oh, you'll have sex or, with the robot maid, but not me. Fine. Yes, this is much funnier. <laughs> now I'm going to hit something with baloney. I mean, yeah, yeah. I love, there's a moment where he's uh, looking at the table and he's mm-hmm. he's got to choose a weapon. Yes. And there's a knife and there's baloney. And he's like, I'm the fucking Joker. Of course I'm going for the baloney. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a classic gag. That was good mm-hmm. shit. That was so good. But the, the, the runner with him, like, there's a, it's, you know, the, the kitchen of the future. And there's this woman, like, this robot woman, like, chopping something for dinner. And he treats her like it's his wife mm-hmm. the whole yep. time. And it's such a dumb gag, but I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole the whole world of tomorrow is such a good set piece for a Batman yes. uh, yeah. movie to be, to be in. Like, yeah, and it's a, it's a good thematic thing, as, as Fred pointed out mm-hmm. earlier. And, you know, like, oh, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was no. clever. <laughs> I'm like, That's I, I, I good. legit, mm-hmm. I legit did. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, if you it, yeah. when you say it out loud, it's like, well, of course, World of Tomorrow and Batman's future is in question, and mm-hmm. yeah, okay, and right, it blows up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, once you like say it, you're like, oh yeah. As you watch no, it, not so much. The thing is, the the real life, like the World's Fair, used to be a big deal, mm-hmm. and the one in New York in I want to say like 1939 somewhere around there was a was a big one mm-hmm. and then there was one here in Seattle in the early 60s it's mm-hmm. another big one that's that's why we still have a monorail here actually mm. we built it for that and we kept it running cuz it was so cool that's yeah, a good um, monorail it's more of a yeah, shelbyville it's... idea though <laughs> <laughs> the shelbyville to seattle's springfield is portland oh it oh. sure is <laughs> uh-huh you guys are Shelbyville. It's weird down there. Yep. But, but we do <laughs> get to marry our attractive color. cousins, so, you know. <laughs> well, I like the way they think. Um, see, I switched it up. That was an Arrested mm-hmm. Um, But, no, there's a, there's a couple of very famous, like, World's Fairs with the, uh, the, the retro World of Tomorrow stuff, and they, they clearly drew from both of them. There's some, right. there's some future of the 30s in there. There's yep. some also future of the 60s in there, but it's, it's very, very good. That's... There's, uh, the car that would end up being the Batmobile is there, which I think is very cool. Yeah, I, I, I really love cool. that as like like a subtle like, and this is where Bat- where Bruce got the idea for this. Like they don't have to make like a big deal out of it in like a three comic miniseries or whatever. It's just like oh, that's a cool car. Yeah, and the DC Wiki uh, sort of connected the dots and said, yeah, he probably went to that mechanic guy mm-hmm. with the specs mm-hmm. from this World's Fair and said, hey, make me one of these. And like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think so, the uh, like, like you were saying though. I think one of the things they took was the, the like the family setup there with that Joker's mm-hmm. like hiding out in, very much based on that one that one Disney ride that was at the World's Fair, where mm-hmm. you like tore through the house and it'd be like, "Here's oh, what the yeah. house is gonna look like." Uh, the I don't remember the name of it. Carousel in the of world Progress. of the future, where yeah, which uh, yeah, it was oh. it was an MST short as well. I, yeah, <laughs> I which was, was stuck set. on that ride. <laughs> Oh god. oh god! It was miserable. No, I don't know what it was. We got stuck on the same screen, looping. The doors wouldn't move. They kept telling mm-hmm. people, "Please don't get up. <laughs> Please stop Ugh. getting up." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What's Ugh. happening?" Anyway, yeah. I'll never forget that ride. Oh, so uh, the Joker's hideout had an extra level of terror for you. Uh-huh. It really did. <laughs> no, I. But this kind of takes me into my bad thing. Look, mm. I love the Joker. Mm. I really do. Mark Hamill does an outstanding job, and he looks he looks better in this movie than he yes. ever has. Like he always oh, looks yeah. good. But there's some there's a couple of standout mm-hmm. like uh, shots that could just be like this is the encyclopedia like entry of the Joker. This is like the the perfect yep. drawing of the Joker. Right oh yeah. Here. But uh, I don't understand why he's in this. Like I feel like this story was beautiful the way it was mm-hmm. and putting the joker in here just kind of added an extra thing that wasn't really necessary well like like they didn't have enough confidence in their original story so they fell back on something uh, you know familiar mm-hmm. well the last 10 10 or so minutes of the episode or of the movie feel like just a generic joker episode that we've all seen like eight times you know yeah Batman's yeah. chasing the joker through his trap ridden yeah uh, uh 
hideout. Yeah. Like, it's not bad or anything, but, like, it doesn't really have anything to do with the whole, you know, the fantastic. Yeah. And I think that sequence looks amazing. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. And I will agree with you. I think Joker is kind of... I, I think him being tied with the mob in that way kind of, like, smartly introduces him into this, if you have to have him in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they did it well. Yeah. It's, it's just... I do agree, though. I'm like, he doesn't need to be here, but when I was a kid... That was my favorite part of this movie. Oh yeah, was it was like, oh, Joker's here now. Now we're having a good time. Like Joker's here. Phantasm, it's just the villain. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not excited about Phantasm. I don't really want to no, watch kids... Batman fight the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. No, and kids like familiar stuff. I get yeah. that. I mean, I, a lot of nerds are like that now. I fall into that trap my own self, mm-hmm. where it's like, eh, yeah. I, I want a character I know. I don't yeah. want to see a new guy. Oh yeah, me too. Well, and also, like, but, I, like, I've said this a bunch in, when we were doing the first season, like, the mob guys did not appeal to me when I was a mm-hmm. kid watching this, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, there's a there's a guy that disappears into the mist mm-hmm. and speaks with a spooky voice. That's something. Yeah, he's fine, but the Joker's here. You know, I the think, Joker from I school. Think, yeah, it's... <laughs> I thought he moved away after the third grade. Um, <laughs> no, I think the thing with that is, though, as a kid, you are like, yeah, Phantasm, but... The Phantasm is not a colorful character like you want to be watching. No. Yeah. And so I get why they put Joker in there. And also probably it was because, like, hey, we can do... Like, I do think the Joker in this feels like more of a threat in certain oh, sequences yeah. than he ever... Well, this is the only yeah. time we've seen the Joker gas right? kill a guy. Mm-hmm. Right? For yeah. instance. Like, a Vagotis character mm-hmm. dies laughing, which we've always sort of faded away and implied mm-hmm. happened, but here you get to straight up see it. So. Well, and yeah. at, how terrible does the poor guy who got fucking, like, I forget his name, uh, the, um... Arthur Reeves guy? Arthur, Arthur Reeves, Oh, yeah. God, yeah. That, that whole sequence. Whole sequence. Oh, he's, yeah, he's under so the influence good. of the Joker gas, and uh, the 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 uh, doctors came in and gave him a sedative. But then Batman <laughs> questions him, which complete like the adrenaline just oh, yeah. overrides it's, the sedative. It's so good, actually. My my stupid quote is from that oh. sequence. Oh, this yeah, is not no, a stupid fantastic. quote at all. This is what I would have picked. <laughs> no, this is terrifying. Let's uh, let's hear it. Why did the Joker meet with you? <laughs> it has to do with the gangster murders, doesn't it? He thinks you're involved. Why? I don't know. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Just I really love that. It's great. No, it's and and the animation in that is mm-hmm. is like chef's it's, kiss. It's mm-hmm. like it's like it's, it's weirdly funny, but it's also upsetting, and that's oh, kind of yeah. what makes it so good. Like, there's a lot of good lines in this, but I'm like, yeah, no, just that bit distilled. Is well, that's the perfect. that's the sweet spot with any Joker stuff mm-hmm. is you want the funny and you, you also want the menace, and yeah, it's right. hard to find. Like, we've said this a bunch on this show, but like modern incarnations of the Joker tend to just ignore the funny part and just mm-hmm. go with, well, well, he's dressed like a clown and he kills people. Yeah. yeah but- but he's funny. That's the point. Modern the- Joker never would have picked up the baloney. No. Right? And that's yeah. sad. Yeah. There's that shot in... There's the two shots I can think of when he's dealing with Reeves. There's him in the doorway mm-hmm. and the lightning flashes. And it's just that silhouette of him. And it's amazing. And then the next shot, another silhouette, is when he's, like, gassing Arthur. And he's laughing. Mm-hmm. And then, we, and then like, you see the close-up of the laughing mouth. Yeah. And then you just see him struggling with him, but it's just the shadow on the wall. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. cut away. And I'm like, that is the best. That- and that is an artistic choice. That's mm-hmm. not like they didn't have the network saying yeah. you can't show this, so no. get get creative about it. Oh, and they wanted to do that because it made it better. It's so much it's so much more effective. And you're like, what's happening? I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what's happening. And it's really- No, and there are there are nice little flourishes throughout this. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's blood every now and then. It's not yeah. it's not ov- like overly violent to the point of being like it's not like watching Invincible, mm-hmm. but it's, <laughs> you know there's a little bit of blood here and there. Like B- Batman takes a punch and he's got a little trickle of blood coming down from his mouth. The it's, um the, the oh, go ahead. Joker losing his tooth. Right? Yes, yeah, is so fucking good. And it I remember is. that being a huge deal for me when I was a kid. So did I. That was that it like was crazy. <laughs> Like, he lost a tooth, and he just kept not having a tooth for the rest of the movie? Well, it's it's a rare instance, and this is this is just a, a function of being a, a, you know, a weekly or daily uh, uh, kids cartoon mm-hmm. that pumps out a thousand episodes. Is like, 
the continuity's not always there. Like mm-hmm. from one scene to the next, I mean. That's true too. Like it's hard it's hard to keep that going in animation when you change the model to yeah. keep it changed consistently. And for a movie, I think they could probably afford to to put the extra work in. So like, no, every time you show the Joker from this point onward, he has to be missing a tooth animators. Yeah. That's that's how it goes. And they got it right and it's very good. It's yeah. very good. No, I do like yeah. them having clearly more of a budget than they usually did for the TV mm-hmm. show at this at this I think probably throughout most of it actually. But, and that said though, like all of, like I love all the animation mm-hmm. in this very much, but like I don't think any one sequence in here jumps out as like no. Ooh, this is so much better than like because no, the show was yeah. so good. It's, yeah. I think it's it's well yeah, this is the thing. Like there there are sequences in the show I can call out and go, oh yeah, like all the clay face transformations. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but this has I just think it's more solid. Like it's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh I don't see any real well, it's problems more... with the like sometimes I'll yeah. watch the show and I'll be like Bruce is looking weird <laughs> this is well yeah it's 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 more consistent yeah. throughout and it's it's more of those great moments strung right. together instead of like two centerpieces mm-hmm. uh, bordered by some okay stuff exactly yeah, yeah. so because like in in the show we pointed this out a bunch whenever there was like fire or explosions they would do really cool stuff with the color mm-hmm. palettes and I always enjoyed that and there was a bunch of that in this they're yeah. like oh this is one of our best tricks let's make sure to use this right and it looks great mm-hmm. it really does yep uh all right well i did my bad thing what else we got uh mine go sort of goes off of yours if that helps um yeah all right this is not so much a bad thing for the movie as it is a bad thing for the series going forward from the movie um i don't get how joker comes back after this like he kind of gets the perfect off off screen death as uh, Andrea like fades away with him, just cackling and expecting to die. Like mm-hmm. it makes yeah. more sense if uh, if Andrea died too. But like we see her come back at the end. Like the movie kind of works better if we we just don't see either of them. You know? Yeah, but he's never gonna go anywhere. You know that. I, I know that, but like it's just. This is such a like how there's no way he's gonna get out of this No, there and, and that moment of realization is amazing. That moment where he's like, yes. I gotta get away, I'm never getting away. Yeah. Oh, this is hilarious, I'm gonna die because I'm the Joker and death is funny. Like yeah. it's it, it plays out in about three seconds, but it's perfect. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's just so like good. And Mark Hamill's laugh is Oh I, my god. I don't know if to this point his laughs were ever like this wild yeah. and desperate in, in yeah. such a good way. Well, he has so many, and this is yeah. not one we've seen yeah. before, you know? That's yeah. And that's that's the thing that really struck me as we went back through the series this time was, like, you know, for the show, was like, we all we all remember the laugh. Mm-hmm. You forget that that laugh has a thousand little mm-hmm. tiny, like, it's like, it's on a, it's on a continuum. You yeah. can adjust it. And that, right. he's got a hundred laughs. That, so that quote, and we brought this up a million times, the quote that he put, does it like an instrument, it's so, it's so good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. So, I mean... On the one hand, why is the Joker in this? On the other hand, let's praise the Joker for half. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> was a great Joker. No, it it truly was. And I, I, I mean, there's going, not going a back lot to, the... to talk about with the Phantasm's personality. Yeah. Well, we could talk about Andrea, and we should. Yes. But mm-hmm. first, I I just want to say, like tying him back to the mob stuff. You're right. Gets him into the story, and also definitively tells us, okay, yes, the Joker was a mobster who then. Because, you know, as we all know, there's a hundred different versions of this. Like, yeah. Maybe he was mm-hmm. a stand-up comic. Maybe he was the Red Hood. Maybe, you know, like, or some variation of a uh, combination of all of those things. But no, he was he was basically the Tim Burton version. He was Jack Napier, sure. like some low-level mob guy who fell in some chemicals. So now we know that for sure. Well, we don't know he didn't do stand-up on the side. <laughs> he didn't seem like a stand-up kind of guy. Someday this mob thing, oh. I can get out of this mob thing and do what I really love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, now, here's another thing about being rated PG. What he really loves is smoking. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's such a it's it's a thing you don't necessarily notice because mm-hmm. I don't know, people smoke sometimes. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. Oh right. You can't smoke on television on children's television. Yeah, children aren't allowed and, to see smoking. And we see, you know, what whoever the joke like it's yeah. it's heavily implied his name isn't actually Jack Napier, that was mm-hmm. just an alias or whatever. But like whoever he was, like you just see him hanging out looking menacing and so he looks like um I don't know if you guys know this reference or not, but he looks like Frank Nitty from the Untouchables movie. Just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. sort of weaselly looking mm-hmm. and scary, but just 
looming there like he won't go away mm-hmm. just, ah, the the good. the bit where uh andre comes home and he's killed yeah. her dad and just strolls out yeah. fucking awesome yep very good uh so let's talk about her mm-hmm. i really like the character i was a little unsettled by the fact that she's voiced by dana delaney who would go on to be lois lane <laughs> oh yeah that's where i know her voice from she's outstanding both in in this role and that role yeah. but like you know it is odd yeah also i'm gonna it, i'm gonna while we're discussing her i'm gonna apologize up top for every time i accidentally call her andrea romano <laughs> <laughs> yep same mm-hmm because those, that's my Batman connection with that name. And I'm like, yep. oh, no, I it's think, Beaumont. Beaumont. I think that's why they say Andrea. Mm-hmm. Probably. Because it's different that way. She's oh, Andrea. Fred, I'm Andrea. Don't say it that way. It sickens me. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, we didn't do your bad thing. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Um, my bad thing, yeah, it's pretty simple. And it's kind of like a cheat. It's a hindsight kind of thing where I'm like, I have seen the Batman origin play out so many times now. Just like the actual, like, I'm going to become Batman part Mm -hmm. of the origin that I'm like, I I really like it here. And I think what makes it work for me is the story with Andrea. Yeah. But it's definitely a thing where I'm like, all right, I know how this goes. It's, it's, he fights some guys and he's like, they're not afraid of me. What do I do? Oh, look, some bats. And, (laughs) you know, and this, so my bad thing is like, I've just seen it done more interestingly in other stuff before. At, well, I don't know. This the thing is, before, I don't, like, yes, mm-hmm. before, now in 2021, right. correct. But yes. when this movie dropped, oh, no. the... I, I agree. The only, like, outside of comics, the only version of his origin we got was the Joker shooting his parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the Tim Burton movie. Yeah. So, yeah. also, we didn't get the, the uh, his mom and dad getting no, killed and, that, and the that pearls and all yeah. that. So. Yeah. I was, I was like, shocked we oh, didn't they... get the, uh, the, yes, father, I will become a bat bit and then i realized year one probably came out like five years before this i they were they were yeah. already borrowing stuff from recent comics though i mean fucking um oh there's a shot uh, bane showed mm-hmm. up in the, in the oh, yeah. animated series like a year or two after he debuted in the comics well, i mean so. this uh, this movie is based off partially based off of batman year two which is a that's weird right pick, but it is yeah well, they probably like what fits the story mm-hmm. rather than picking like the most popular comic they're like okay but the year one stuff wouldn't really work, but year two, but that fits here. So yeah, I guys, have you yeah. seen this? Well, have you seen this vaguely recent comic with a new kid kicking around called Todd McFarlane? <laughs> yeah, I bought a baseball from that guy. <laughs> He's gonna want that back. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I don't know. I feel like at this point in mm-hmm. in sort of Batman in in popular, you know, yeah, uh, like outside of comics, like they're shining a light on things that we hadn't seen a lot mm-hmm. of. That's so. true. Like I said, this was kind of a cheat because I was like, "What is my yeah. my bad thing?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "I'm I'm seen his origin a couple other things." I mean, it's a pretty perfect chunk of Batman, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I do like I don't I don't know which of you pointed this out, but that he has a room that is his sadness room. Oh it's yeah, just like painting of his parents and nothing. Else. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just He's like very good. he ducks out of his uh, out of his big fancy party to go uh, sadly look at a painting of his parents and mm-hmm. have an otherwise empty room. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, meanwhile across the the house, Vicky Vale and Knox are fucking mm-hmm. eyeing up his uh, his uh, uh, samurai. Uh, Right. Armor. It's Japanese. His, yeah. His, of Japan. His fine collection of wicker. Uh-huh. <laughs> King of the wicker people. Oh, man. You guys are making me want to watch that again. It's a good yeah. movie. It's mm. sort of. It's a movie it's I an... enjoy watching. There you go. It's a movie I have memories enjoying watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked, like, I bought their love story, mm-hmm. which I don't always. Right. They no. say, yeah. This is the person Bruce is in love with. I'm like, really? Her? But. <laughs> But here I did. I like there. <laughs> Fred is right to call it well, sort of right to call it a meat cute. It's kind of a, a meat sad. Yeah, but uh, that's true. Look, how much wordplay can go into that without it being totally confusing? <laughs> no, you're just gonna lose the the thread. You're absolutely right. But uh, yeah, she's talking to her dead parents. Mm-hmm. He was there talking to his dead parents, and they they have a nice chat about some sad things. It's very good. I love the the difference between the two dead parents mm-hmm. conversations, like. Bruce is like, yes, I will do what you say. I will crush cr- the criminals of this city. Mm-hmm. I, w- 
I will spend the rest of my life devoting it to making the world a better place. And she's like, so Carol says hi. <laughs> and she's also like, Ugh, sorry, Mom, they don't get any landscapers in to pick the weeds out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's very good. It's very good. But yeah, I, like I say, I don't always buy, like, I guess I get the Catwoman thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a sexy cat lady, but like, I, they don't have a ton of chemistry. No, these two mm-hmm. absolutely do. Like, it's fun yeah. watching them together, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that that stuff's really good. Yeah, quick quick thing in my notes. Um, mm-hmm. There's the bit when he proposes to her, but it looks like mm-hmm. he just pulls out a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he pulled out a pack of cigarettes. Maybe. He can smoke. That's true. I don't know if you heard. We can smoke. We in can this smoke. I've well. always wanted. Yeah, but if you're Abe Vigoda, you'll be paying for it. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, eventually. Eventually. He's, what nine thousand years old? Mm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. They, they, I really, they I really spent... liked him in this movie too. Oh stuff. yeah. Well, it's we. I pointed this out early on in the series. That's Andrea, not Andrea Romano's. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her great strengths is casting guys with excellent sort of natural voices instead of getting mm-hmm. like that could so right. easily have been Frank Welker doing a mob guy voice. Yep. But no, yeah. what if you got what if we got an Abe Vigoda type? What if we got Abe Vigoda? Yeah, what's he doing? Being old? <laughs> like all right. This this guy's supposed to be an old mobster. Well guess what? This guy was an old mobster in The Godfather and that was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. So guess how old he is now? <laughs> I his 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 oxygen tank gets so much set up. I was yep. certain. I'm certain there's a there's a scene that got cut where he gets killed because Joker replaces it with uh, Joker gas. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It could have just been to show how frail he was. I mean, that's but... also mm-hmm. true. It just it feels like they spend a lot of scenes just like see the oxygen yeah. tank. I'm like, yeah. mm, I understand how foreshadowing works. <laughs> Unlike the DC is it, wiki, <laughs> is it getting hit with a bat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, father. I will become. A- Ow. Now, was that a real thing they said? No. Because they did have something really stupid there. That I, I saw you complaining about that. I kind of piggybacked on that. No, that's not <laughs> yeah. really that's not really a thing they said. I couldn't remember. Like I, I put it on Twitter earlier this week, but I don't remember now. Like what the thing was, but it was something real dumb. Oh, it was mm-hmm. it was the world of the future suggesting Batman Beyond. Oh, they're like off. he's like. I wonder what it'd be like to live in the world of the future. They're like uh, this is foreshadowing to Batman Beyond. Oh right. And it's well, like, one day he will. What? How do you, no. What? No, it's not. If you what? want to talk all about... of us will live in the future eventually. That's how time works. <laughs> I mean, unless we die, uh-huh. that is true. If you want to talk about some nice thematic foreshadowing to Batman Beyond, um, there's the mm-hmm. bit when Batman or not Batman, Bruce is just fighting the guys on the gang on the motorcycles, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he's not Batman yet. He's fighting these motorcycle guys. That is how mm-hmm. we meet. That is how he meets Terry. Same situation, yeah. and I'm oh, like, yeah. "Ooh, that's really nice that they that they mm-hmm. return to that well, plus, idea later." Also, they fold that into a in a whole Akira thing because mm-hmm. they wanted to do sure. like, "Hey, it's the it's oh, the yeah. crazy like future of the '80s mm-hmm. kind of thing." Yeah, yeah. They love that Akira um, shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Veronica Vreeland pops up in here briefly, and mm-hmm. it's implied that uh, Bruce screwed her over at some point. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice. Would she slap him in the face or throw a drink? In his a face drink in his face. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's when I he just, goes to a sadness room to clean mm-hmm, up, right. And be sadder. Yep. I'm just, I'm astounded how how essential this character is to to this whole continuity. Like, she's everywhere. It's great. Yeah. He apparently almost married her once. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Oh, also, uh, I can't believe we haven't brought this up yet. Alfred in this mm. is primo Alfred. Oh, top it's the, notch. It's the best. Such good Alfred. Like he's so obviously nudging Bruce toward Andrea and away from being Batman through like both in the flashbacks and in the present, yes. but never, never in a forceful way. Just in a yes, sir, that would be very nice. Why don't you do that? She's very lovely, mm-hmm. and it's oh, it's so sweet. Here's a crazy him. idea. What if you stopped being Batman? What if instead of me, you know, cleaning your bullet wounds, I cleaned up after your children? That's <laughs> what I was hired for, you know. Seems a lot better. Though there is a bit in the in the movie where uh, it feels Batman's being kind of shitty. He's like, I can't do, I can't have a relationship and be Batman because but I can't have anyone I love being in danger or, or in risk of losing me. And Alfred's just in the background, like, oh, I uh-huh. see, oh, I get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> no, no, we're not. I, I, I love you, but like a yeah. Uh, Guess I'll keep cleaning the candlesticks then. You're like a real good janitor friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
I mean, I can I can only think of the Harley Quinn shows version of that, which he just oh, treats him yeah. like like Archer treats his butler. Oh god, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I do like there's a there's a bit where Bruce is talking to his parents' grave, and he's like, "Can I do this? Can I be happy?" And they're silent, and he interprets that as them saying no. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's like a Rorschach test. Yep. it's like they have said nothing because they're corpses. <laughs> If I don't have but to be Batman to interpret that as wait a minute, Batman, yeah. do you usually hear something? <laughs> Bruce. Uh, we're getting into uh oh. <laughs> Go fight crime, Bruce. Oh man. Oh, well. <laughs> there there it is. Yeah? It's just Commissioner also, Gordon behind the tombstone. <laughs> of course I know it was him. I'm a detective. <laughs> this guy hangs out here all the time. Uh-huh. Why would Batman be at the Wayne's graves? It's not hard to put together. Oh my god. <laughs> Batman Harvey and Bruce Bullock Wayne are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Christopher Walken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the Joker had a great line uh, when uh, uh, mm. Abe Vigoda comes to him. He says, Mi Cosa Nostra es su Costa Nostra. Yep. That, that made me laugh a lot. Yeah. yeah that's a very good line. Yep. Oh, uh... We haven't pointed this out that uh, back in the day, the uh, I actually maybe maybe one of you did uh, the action figure for the Phantasm mm-hmm. came packaged unmasked. Oh yeah, mm. so it's just <laughs> like, hey kids, here's Andrea Beaumont, mm-hmm. the new villain of the uh, motherfucker, and was released like before the movie even came out. Yeah, like like, like Toys R Us. Yeah, mm, like you yeah. could like you couldn't not find out who who the you Phantasm might as well was. Put a, you might as well put a track on your soundtrack called The Death of Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. <laughs> Who would do that? It's, it is really interesting how tight a lid they have on everything now, or mm-hmm. kind of do. Mm-hmm. And like how back then it's like, well, do you want to read the novel beforehand? Because you can just do that. Yeah. You can yeah. just you can just read that. And you're like, I, It's based I, on the I original was... screenplay, so it might be a little different. Yeah. But it's, it's probably the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In this one, Indiana Jones just like hangs onto that sub with his whip. Uh, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah no. no that was yeah I I I'm I'm sort of part of that generation where it's like before video release or e- even if you sometimes didn't get a video release yeah. at all it's like those novelizations or the comic adaptations like that's all that's the only way you could sort of relive the movie over and over again I had a buddy in high school yeah. who like wasn't allowed to watch R rated movies so he just had a collection of R rated novelizations mm-hmm. there you go which are you know you don't see it but everything's still the it's same still there see I think yeah. I had that with uh, the few... Th- well, I think I had that with stuff that I either didn't have easy access to, but I'd seen, mm-hmm. where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really would like to see... Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of them I had. And I think mm-hmm. I also got from the library, because I wasn't able to actually watch them yet, um, the X-Men and Batman and Robin movie novelizations. Yep, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember them being anything, but yeah, I do remember reading them. Well, and it's it's a great way to learn sort of about directorial flair because mm-hmm. this is this is one jobbing writer who writes all of these his interpretation right. of a screenplay mm-hmm. versus here is someone's vision of that same screenplay, which is often very very different. Yeah, yeah, very true too. Yeah. Um. Oh, and speaking of uh, uh, other performers who were in this, by the way, mm. uh, of course we had Abe Vigoda, uh, Dick Miller, who I see another of you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic guy mm-hmm. he's um uh, one of um oh shit what's the guy joe dante he's one of joe dante's yeah. guys mm-hmm. he's in all his movies and then one of you said oh Art yeah Bachner? i don't know who that is yeah i didn't i was like who is this voice i recognized this voice it's the arthur reeves mm-hmm. guy because i'm like mm-hmm. who, this guy has to be somebody he wouldn't be in mm-hmm. this and i looked him up and i'm like oh he's the asshole guy in die hard who tries to cut a deal and oh is the same character yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. So I was just like, "Oh, that's that's interesting," but not that's yeah. he's no Dick Miller. <laughs> well, who could be really? Dick yeah. Miller can't catch a break. He's dying in every movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> and he he doesn't even get the credit for being the guy who dies in every movie. Like Sean Bean, everyone mm-hmm. talks about him, mm-hmm. or like um, um, uh, Mexican Sean Bean. What's his name? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Who head you on mean. a head head on a turtle. Oh, uh, Danny Trejo. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Gotcha. I, I if if I he hasn't he described himself, yeah. Mm. He, if he hasn't described himself as the Mexican Sean Bean, or if Sean Bean hasn't called himself like the 
you know, the the British uh, Danny Trejo, then what's wrong with people? Mm. Come on, exactly. They're the same. They're the same guy. Although, although I will say, uh, according to Gremlins two, Dick Miller turned out okay. He sure uh-huh. did. Well, he was he. You know, he was recovering. Boy, I sure it sure was a rough time when those gremlins ran me over with that with that combine harvester or whatever it was. Sure hope there yeah, aren't any gremlins in New York City. Oh, <laughs> that that is definitely the moment where my suspension of disbelief for Gremlins Two completely collapsed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, how did he survive the first movie? That's the only thing that doesn't stand up. Everything else flawless makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Look. Look, I love that movie to death. <laughs> I think it gets a bum rap. I, I just it's not. I don't know if on. it does anymore though. I I know I saw it the first time I saw it recently ish. I was like, I don't know about this movie. I really enjoyed it, but that's insane. And every time I go back, I'm like, I think this might be great. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's it's great in that way. Like Roger Rabbit, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a it's a tribute to old cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like right. the Batman uh, cartoons. Yeah. Yes. Ah, see, you're much better at segues. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else? I think that's I, everything I, I got. I have a bunch of stupid notes, but none of them are particular. Oh, th- one quick thing I like, and I'm going to mm, try and yes. find a clip. I'm going to try and make a clip of it, is during the scene where the police are chasing Batman, he mm-hmm. jumps to a gargoyle, and he jumps off of it, and there's mm-hmm. this moment when he lands... And he just sort of like plops over and goes, uh, and it's really funny. I think I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. But just, and, oh, I think I missed that. Just, yeah. Nope. Just, uh, and he gets back up. <laughs> also, his logo is missing, but that's not really important. It's just a oh, weird no. error. It's just a weird error. My logo fell off. <laughs> now people will just think I'm people. pointy man. <laughs> well, there's a point where he's sketching his possible costume. <laughs> yes. And he, it, without the ears, he looks like Space Ghost. Uh, that's yeah. what I wrote. Yeah. Yes, Father, I will become Space Ghost. Are you getting enough oxygen, Father? <laughs> Nobody cares, the Riddler. No one. <laughs> I should become a knife. Knife it around. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's about it for me, too. Mm-hmm. Very well. Well, Fred, you got anything you'd like to plug? I do have things I'd like to plug. Um, what Please I do. would like to plug is the concept of comic books. Now, Mm. more specifically, the concept of comic books that I work on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, this year I've got some exciting books coming out. I've got um, Rick and Morty, Rick's New Hat, Mm -hmm. a miniseries that starts in this June, written by Alex Mm -hmm. Fuhrer, uh, drawn by me, colors by Andrew Dalhouse, and letters by Crank. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I'm having a lot of fun working on that. It's it's some weird Rick and Morty stuff. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's... It's getting, it's, we're going off in some weirder directions than some of the comics have done, and I'm just really thrilled and excited to be working on that. That's awesome. Excellent. It's, it's real fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm working on a, a book called Swimmy in the Valley of the Last Song, which mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. tied to a musician named Teddy Swims. It's written by Grace Freud, and it's drawn by me. That's out this fall. And then I believe the other, only other thing I've got is, uh, the final Invaders M comic will be coming out this year, co-written by series creator Joan and Vasquez and Eric Esquivel, and Ooh. I'll be uh, I'm on colors for that. I don't know if that's July or August, but that is wrapping up this year. Mm, that's excellent. That's awesome. So that's, You're keeping busy. I'm keeping pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping pretty busy. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're all pretty tired. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's well. not the work. That's just everything. <laughs> why? Why? What happened? Uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Here in the future of the 40s, everything is fine. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> next time, what is the next one? Uh, it's, next it's uh, next one's Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero right? right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all I remember about that is Polar Bears. Mm-hmm. Polar Bears. I think uh, Batgirl's in it. Maybe. The Adventures of I Batgirl no and Polar Bears. I think Batgirl is in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. I just, I seriously, not because it was bad, just because I have no memory of it. I just I remember it was so, like it was it came out around the same same time as uh, Batman and Robin so like mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze Batgirl yeah that makes oh sense. yeah mm-hmm. that that is why yeah mm-hmm. even though that that's where the similarities end I'm I'm sure hopefully it is yeah I, I watched that one a few years ago and it's I I I'll just give my brief opinion it's a pretty okay mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. all right 
I mean, it's this creative team mm-hmm. doing Batman. It, it's, yeah. It's not going to be bad. No. No, it's not It bad. might not be as good as some of the others, but it's not, like, yeah. I don't think there's anything where it's just like, ugh, why did they make this? Yeah. I don't know, maybe Critters. But uh, <laughs> apparently I'm alone in that one. Yeah, sorry. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.